Welcome to Life Source Church. We are so glad you found us. We hope that you will experience God with us as you hear the preaching of the Word. I do want to welcome those of you who are watching online and, and then again to those who are listening on the podcast. We've already had an awesome time of worship today, haven't we? Amen. So um, if you can ever join us here, we'd love to have you. Uh, one of the, the great privileges we've had over the last, I don't know how many years it's been now, wow, it must be going on 13, 14 years, is we have, because of your faithfulness and giving, we have been able to have ministry interns. Okay, they come and they work for us. They don't work for a lot. We help to pay for their school. Um, but we are, they're able to do their education for ministry in an environment where they're experiencing real life church, right? And they're part of that. Uh, but really over the years, we have been the recipients of great blessing from that too. Because our interns haven't just been hanging around. They've been doing good ministry. And ministry has made a difference to us here. And uh, how many of you remember Jeff Stappenbeck. Yeah, look at that, almost everybody. And uh, so come on up, Jeff. Jeff was one of our interns, um, uh, did all sorts of things. One of the things he did is preach for us. Always a great preacher. Uh, he, has, uh, he, he has a position, for two years, three years now? Several two years now. Two years now in uh, Queensbury, New York, up in the, the Lake George area. He's a discipleship and care pastor at a church up there. So uh, it's exciting for me to have him back and to preach for us, and so I'm looking forward to hear what God is going to say to us through him here today. So thank you, Jeff. Perfect. Thank you. <clears throat> Man, it is good to be back with my Life Source Church family. Thank you, Walt, for introducing me. You know, uh, I have great memories of being a part of this church family and the ministry that the Lord did uh, through, uh, through this family in our lives and my family's lives, and so it's really, it's really a blessing to join you today. Really excited for the series that you guys are in the middle of, the book of Proverbs. And I love the reading plan, being able to read a chapter uh, a day corresponding to the day of the month. Um, I tell you, that has been a, a reading plan uh, that God has used in uh, some really strategic moments in my life. Um, my favorite chapter, if I could give a favorite in the book of Proverbs, would be Proverbs chapter 1. Uh, really the first seven verses, uh, they have just been so pivotal in my life to know that I have a Father God uh, who is growing me up into a son, uh, into a mature son of God, has just been so, so helpful at times in my life. And so uh, I'm excited to get into God's Word with you today. Today is what? The 22nd. So that would mean that we are in Proverbs what? Okay, see, y'all got to wake up a little bit for me, okay? All right, so, so tap the person next to you on the right of you and say, wake up. Now, now, I also need you to turn to them and apologize, especially if you don't know them. Introduce yourself, please. We're in Proverbs chapter 22. Turn with me, if you will, uh, in, in your copy of God's Word, and we will take a look at that together. Really excited. Proverbs 22 is a great chapter. Uh, we're going to start uh, with verse 1 together. Verse 1 says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. The title of our talk today is The Value of Our Names. So what's in a name really anyways? You ever heard that asked before? Yeah, you know, somebody, sometimes it's usually in like a negative response, right? It's, it's someone who's trying to kind of shirk off responsibility for maybe the way their name is being used negatively. 
Or maybe it's somebody who's saying it because they're actually a little jealous of how somebody else's name is being used in a positive light. And so they say, what's in the name anyways? Think about it. Isn't it nice when someone uses your name or remembers your name? What about when somebody uses it in a derogatory way? Doesn't that sting? Has anyone ever had their identity or their name stolen? Maybe their name forged? Wow, what a horrible, horrible experience. And something that, by the way, in our technology, uh, the days of, our, of today where technology is so, uh, so readily available and our lives are so easily accessible, our names are even more accessible than ever. But seriously, though, what's in a name? Or may, may I ask it like this, what's, what about a name is so important that God tells us in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1, to seek, to choose a good name. Even to seek that good name because it is better, more desirable than great riches. What's in a name that makes it that desirable? Well, today, what we're going to find is that our name has value because it reflects our character and our God. Our name has value because it reflects our character and also our God. And that, friends, is why our name is to be chosen, to be valued, to be pursued more than great riches. Our name being good is to be chosen by us more than the pursuit of any kind of riches that we could have. So let's talk briefly together about the value of our names. First thing I want us to know together is that, number one, our name reflects our character. Our name reflects our character. But before we dive too deep into that, I want to share with you uh, that the Old Testament Jewish nation of Israel, they had a specific view of names, and I just want to share a few of those views with you now. First of all, it was very important. The name of their children, of a child, or the name of a person was extremely important. There's a few reasons why. For, for one, uh, they would sometimes specifically refer to the character of that person. For example, just to give you a couple examples, Jacob... Jacob is a negative example. Does anybody know what Jacob's name means in Hebrew? Supplanter, Supplanter deceiver. Now, how in the world uh, his parents knew to name him that after? We'll have to look into the story, but we're not going there today. Here's a positive example. Caleb. Caleb means faithful or literally means dog. Now, in our culture, that would be, that would be rude, right? To call somebody a dog. But think about it. Literally, it meant dog, and so dog had a positive example. Dogs are what? They are faithful, so that was Caleb's name. Now, if you know anybody that's, that's called Caleb, you better not call him a dog, okay? Sometimes, sometimes they describe the, a per, the person specifically uh, related to the event maybe in their lives or uh, really to an event in God's plan. And so as we read the Bible, it's really wild. It's a great study to do as you read the Bible to look into what the names mean because there is oftentimes where a person who is in the middle of an event that's so important to God's plan in history, their name actually says something about what's happening in that event. Here's, here's, here's an example of some. Actually, sometimes they just describe the person in general. And so here's that, this example, Esau. Does anybody know what Esau means? Harry. 
<laughs> so mom saw him come out of the womb and he must have been hairy. Uh, Amos means burden. If you know anything about the plan of Amos in the Old Testament, that is an accurate description of the experience of his life. David means beloved or friend. Gideon, check this out, the one who cuts down. I love this one. Slayer. That's what his name means. Slayer. Judah, this is why we named our son Judah, means praise. Or sometimes their name said something about their family's God. For example, our newest son, his name is Joel. That means Jehovah or Yahweh is God. Isaiah, God is my Savior. Joshua, or in Hebrew it was Yeshua, which by the way, the Greek name of that is Jesus, means God saves. Sometimes people's names were changed in their lives. Here's an example of that. Abram meant exalted or high father. God changed his name to Abraham, father of multitudes or father of many. Jacob, we already know his name is Supplanter. It was changed to Israel, which means one who has prevailed with God. Simon. Simon means listen or snub-nosed in Greek. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Um, but remember Simon, who became Peter, his name was changed to Peter by Jesus, and that means rock or stone. Saul. There's the Saul in the Old Testament. His name means asked for. And if we know the story of the, of the Old Testament, the people were asking for a king when they ought not be asking for one. That's what his name means. The Saul of the New Testament, who became the great apostle of the faith, that was his name, asked for, inquired of God. His name was changed to Paul, which means small or humble. Modern families, we do this too, right? Sometimes we name our children for something we want to see in their life. Character maybe we want in their life. Or if, if we're followers, maybe we want them to know that their name, uh, that they are children of God, that we want them to become children of God. Sometimes we just like the way it sounds, right? That's the way some of us name our kids. But anyways, regardless of what our name actually means, literally, it will take on meaning to those who use it. We could say it this way. Our name reflects our character. Really, our name is our reputation. Think about it. We all have thoughts about, what others, uh, about others when their name is said. You know, what comes to your mind when I use some of these names? Look, listen to this. Mother Teresa. Yeah, that's all good, right? You're like, oh, what a sweet, sweet lady. What an incredible servant of God. How about Gandhi? Positive. Nelson Mandela, wow. Abraham Lincoln, great, great people of character, did incredible good. What about these names? What about Hitler? What about Saddam Hussein? How about Osama bin Laden? How about King Jong-un? Horrible people, horrible atrocities in history. What about you when you hear maybe the name of a coworker, maybe a neighbor, maybe a sibling? What do you think of when you think of their name? Our names reflect our reputation. They reflect our character. We could almost say it like this. It's this simple. Because our name is a reflection in people's minds of our character, we could literally say it. My name equals my character. 
at least in the minds of those who use it or of those who hear it when our name is spoken. See, our name is our reputation. Our reputation reflects our character, and how people talk about our name is what they're saying about our character when they're using it. And so, we're saying, this is a good question for us to ask. When people use our name, are they saying that our name, that we are a person of good character or of bad? What are they saying about us? And what they're saying about us, by the way, is a value statement. Which brings us to our next thought. Our name often determines our impact. We've all, we, see, we've all thought about, what others, uh, about others when their name is said. For example, this isn't always in a judgmental way, by the way. Sometimes we're just determining the character of the person. We're just saying, okay, that is a good and a helpful and an honest person worth getting to know, maybe to do business with, or that is not a good person to get to know, to follow, maybe to vote for, maybe to do business with. And when we're doing this, by the way, we are doing a value assessment of them. That's really what's being said, by the way, in the second half of Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. Loving favor rather than silver and gold is to be desired. That is a value assessment of the quality of a person, their character, when they come to our mind. Here's a couple of positive examples, or here's a couple rather examples from the scriptures. Here's a positive one. Matthew chapter 10. Verses 40 through 42, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he's given some instruction, and he says to the people that they interact with, he says, he who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. So, to receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, prophet has, is, is a good person, right? They're the person you want to follow, a good person that can teach you things, right? They want to, if they receive you in the name of the prophet, they receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Here's a negative example. This is uh, people who are responding to Jesus in his hometown. They, says, they say this. Listen to just almost a sneering uh, aspect of this. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of, notice the names, James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Their names meant something to these people. Are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Notice, notice the people's value assessment of the names of the peoples that were associated with Jesus, his family. They were saying, because I know his family, this man cannot be of any value at all. I am not going to listen to this man. He has nothing good for me. Of course, obviously, he did, right? It wasn't necessarily Jesus' fault. We'll address that more later. Here's another helpful one, another negative example. Think of the name Judas. Matthew 27, verse 3 says this, Then Judas, listen to the character assessment that goes right along, the reputation that goes there next to it, Jesus betrayer. Know any Judases by name? Nobody. Nobody knows a Judas. I wonder why 
Nobody uses that name. Talk about a value assessment. See, we've all experienced this, right? We, we, all, we all have, uh, have experienced this. One of the ways is, have you ever had a character reference done on you before? Have you ever got the privilege of writing a character reference or maybe giving one? You know, has anybody not gotten a job potentially because of what somebody actually said about their name when, they're, when you're trying to get a job? This is what happens when we, by the way, when we call upon a repairman in our home, right? Sometimes we'll call upon some of our friends and say, hey, do you have any good repairmans that I can trust you in? Uh, can I can trust? We are looking for a character reference to know that they're trustworthy, to know that they're going to do the job that we're going to pay for. This is what happens when we do Google reviews, right? Think about this. There is plenty of products that you use on a regular basis, and the name automatically gets associated with the quality of that product. Isn't it true? It's a value assessment. And see, favor, described here in Proverbs 22, verse 1, speaks of being held in high esteem, valued as a person of character, and that their influence is powerful. Friends, that is better than great wealth and power. And you know, we're going to be remembered by our name and its impact. Proverbs 10, verse 7 says this, says, The memory of the righteous, their name, a good name, is blessed. But the name of the wicked will rot. I just ex uh, present to you Exhibit Judas once more. See, when our name reflects character and favor, we have a great impact for good. We can love God and love others well. Imagine the impact of our name if it is good and godly, if our character is good and godly. By the way, that is a reason why we should be pursuing developing our character. None of us are done growing in character yet, growing in maturity in our walk with the Lord, and why we should be seeking to emulate those whose names are meaningful, impactful, and remembered as being meaningful and impactful throughout history. Actually, it gives a new light to one of the other verses in chapter 22, as we read today in our, in our proverb. Verse 28 says, Do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. See, what that passage is saying is that we should be a learner of history, and we should also be a student of the lives who made an incredible impact for good throughout history. And we should seek to emulate those so when we ask the question, what's in a name, our answer is, it's our character, it's our reputation, it's our impact, and it is our potential legacy. And surely, surely, friends, that will matter more than wealth and seemingly anything else that we will ever have in our lives. And so it's worth asking myself, how do people use my name? when they talk about me. What does that say about my reputation, about my impact, about my legacy? It's also worth asking, what do people think about God when they use my name? What do people think about God when they use my name? 
The reason I say that is because, number two, our names reflect our God. Our names reflect our God. How they are used says something about our God. And gang, and gang God's name matters to him. At New Hope, at New Hope, we're in the middle of a series on the Ten Commandments right now, and one of the things that we've seen is that the Ten Commandments, they are the basics. They really are basic living. They, as a matter of fact, that's why they're often in the negative. They're, they're in the negative to say, don't do this. And if all we do is just try to avoid doing certain things, that is hardly living, isn't it? No. They are the foundations. They are foundational things that are actually based upon higher principles for living. And so just to give you a couple of them, what's really interesting is that the book of Proverbs is actually like a, like a description of providing us wise applications of really living out the higher principles of the Ten Commandments. I'll just give you three just for the sake of it. The first commandment, no other gods. That's basic. Have no other gods in your life. That's basic. The higher principle is put God first in your life. That's Proverbs 1.7. The second commandment says no false images. That's basic. The higher principles worship God in truth. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. The third commandment is no names in vain. That's basic. The higher principles treat God's name as special. It's indirectly addressed in our proverb today. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1 is at addressing a wise application of treating God's name as special. See, we ought to treat God's name as special. We ought not take it lightly. We ought not use it as a curse word. We ought not treat it casually. And we ought not live casually if we are believers for the Lord. Because it shows that we treat God's name casually as well. We ought to treat God's name as special. We ought to trust in his name. We ought to pray in his name. We ought to rest in his name. We ought to share his name, and we ought to represent his name well to others. Because God's name is special. The third commandment says that we should treat it as special. So the question is, do we? Because, here's the thing, it will have an impact on how others see God. And it will have an impact on how others see God when they use our name, because they will associate how we've treated his name with ours. So God's name should matter to us. We should care about our reputation and its impact on the views of others that they have about our God. So, what do people think about when they use our name? What do they think about God when they use our name? What's our reputation say about our devotion to Jesus? Is it saying that he's worth knowing and worth following? Or saying something else? What is our impact, our name's impact on others following Jesus? And what will be our legacy when our name is said as a follower of Jesus? You know, a story was once shared of a pastor uh, uh, who was the pastor of a young lady of a church. She recently came to Christ there, and she shared that with the pastor that she was called into her boss's office. He told, her, uh, uh, he told her that the firm was so pleased with the skillfulness of her work that they wished to let her know 
but they were very appreciative of it. And he said that he was interested in knowing why anyone would put so much of themselves into their work. And she quickly said to the man, well, sir, a few months ago, I accepted the Lord Jesus as my Savior and Lord. And I want everything about me, that's my name, to tell of him. See, that's the value, the impact that we can have with our names. And now that brings, uh, it brings a new perspective under a section of Proverbs chapter 22, as we read this morning, in light of that. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 17 through, uh, Proverbs chapter 22, rather, verses 17 through 21 say this. Incline your ear, hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you? Be a diligent learner of the Lord. Seek to live out his reality, his wisdom, and pay attention to what you have learned and already learned, especially from the lives of others, because our names reflect our God, and our devotion to the Lord will be remembered when people use our name. You know, it's also important that we should acknowledge right now that how we treat others' names matters as well. Really, we should treat others' names with respect, because every, friends, every, every person is made in God's image. Every person is made in God's image. Genesis 1.27 says this is God. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female. He created them. And because of that, friend, every person has value, even our enemies. And that is why Jesus says this in Matthew 5, verses 43 through 45. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbors and hate your enemy. This is the common sense of the day. But I say to you, you love your enemies because they are made in God's image. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Apostle Paul said it this way in Romans 12, verses 14 through 21. He said, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry... Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not become overcome by evil, 
but overcome evil with good. Because every person, every person's name, their character and their life reflects God's image. And therefore, we should not curse it. We should treat it with respect. Even if they're, because it reflects God's image, even if their image is certainly distorted and certainly very poor in its reflection of God's. Have you ever said of something, you know, anything? Especially in those moments when you're like, man, I'm just so upset with this not coming through the way I hoped it would, that it was worthless. I don't know whatever, what that is. Sometimes I feel like my phone is worthless. Have you ever done that with somebody's name? I hope, I hope you haven't ever said of someone that they are worthless. Because they're not. So, it's worth asking, right? How do people use our names when they talk about us? What do people think about God when they use our names? And the answer to that is reflection. Really, by the way, of what we're choosing. The character that we're choosing to cultivate. Is our name good? Or is it something else? Is the way people are using it good? Or something else? Now, I know we can't have total control of how, of how people use our name. I know sometimes people slander our name. But if we are pursuing a life of character, the way people use our name in general will certainly expose the slander of how somebody uses our name when they are speaking negatively of it and slandering it if it is not true. So the question is, what are we choosing? Because that's what Proverbs 21.1 says. A good name is to be chosen rather than wealth and power. So what's in a name anyways? It's our character. It's our reputation. It's our impact. And it is our legacy. Our name equals our character. It is reflecting our choices of what we value and what we are pursuing in our lives. And surely that will matter more than wealth or anything else that we could ever pursue. And Proverbs 22.1 exhorts us to choose wisely. So what are you choosing? What are we choosing today? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. So I just want to take a moment for you before I even pray, and I just want to invite you, if the Lord is speaking to you about something specifically, take a moment right now before we do anything else and just talk to him about that. What is he saying for you to do? What is he inviting to you even to say to him? You know, maybe you're here today and you come because you know you need God, but you're not quite sure what that looks like. And uh, as you've spent time today, you would say, man, I want God in my life, but I'm not sure he's in it. And if that's you and you want God in your life, I would just share briefly God loves you and sent Jesus to die for you and rise from the dead. And he invites you to give your life to him. And if you do, you can have God in your life, have a relationship with him, be forgiven. So you've never, if you've never done that, just briefly, you could pray something like this. God, thank you so much for sending Jesus for me. Thank you so much for him dying on the cross for my sins. In your heart, you could invite him. Jesus, come into my life. 
and forgive me of my sins. Give me a relationship with God now. You could pray that if you're ready. And Father, we want to thank you now as we get ready to close out our time and, and respond to you. We just want to, really want to respond in worship knowing that, as, as I remember in Revelation, the book of Revelation, in multiple places it says that you, God, value and love our names so much so that they are recorded in your book of life. If we have given our lives to you, you have kept them and you are keeping them safe in your book of life. We are so loved and so valuable to you. So we say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. We ask now that you would help us to have our lives be a reflection of your good name and the name that you have given us as a child of God. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a hand. It's good. I, I think we made a good investment over the years with Jeff, didn't we? I mean, we've been blessed. And he's, uh, so everything that he's doing in New Hope up in New York, we have some part in that. And that's, that's encouragement too, isn't it? Well, let me, let me challenge you. Uh, this week, go out there, as he said, choose. Live purposefully. Make choices. What's my life going to be like? How's it going to count for Christ? This week, be ready to share the gospel with someone, okay? And we'd love to see you Wednesday night for family night. All right, God bless you, and you are dismissed. <laughs>